Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our study on Christ our Healer. In fact, we come to number 27 today after an unexpected break there for a week. I'm sorry about that. Was not anticipating uh, not being able to record, but just through some different things that were happening. Uh, was not able to record, but we're back on track now, hopefully this week. And uh, going to be just doing a few more, in fact, maybe only one more on Christ Our Healer, just uh, for timing-wise, and then going to be jumping into the book of Philippians. Might do a couple more on Christ Our Healer. I haven't decided quite yet. I was originally going to do uh, 30, but we'll we'll see where we're at here, uh, 28, maybe, maybe it'll be a February-type uh, series. But anyway, today we are going to be getting into... Exodus chapter 15 is what our scripture reading is going to be, but we're really going to be looking at this question that's come up, uh, and I've heard this question several times in in life, is God obligated to heal us? Is God obligated to heal us? And I'm going to bring just a, a few different uh, a few different passages, and we'll probably continue looking at this idea a little bit tomorrow as well, but let's go ahead and let's read Exodus chapter 15, and it says this. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army, he has cast into the sea. He has chosen captain. His chosen captains also are drowned into the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. You sent forth your wrath, and it consumed them like stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright like like a heap, and the depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword, and my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, and the earth swallowed them. You and your mercies have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold of of the inhabitants of Philistia and the chiefs of Edom will be dismayed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, uh, will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them by the greatness of your arm, and they will be still as a stone till your people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over whom you have purchased. You will bring them in a 
in, in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the palace, O Lord, which you have made for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. And the horses of Pharaoh went with the chariots and the horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. Then Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the trimble in her hand, and all the women went out after her with trembles and dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And then they came to Marah, and they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet, and he made a statue and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them, and he said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water, seventy palm trees, and they camped there by the waters. We see here this, this is where God reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, or the Lord who heals you in this passage. And this is so important to understand, especially to understand the question, uh, is God obligated to heal you? Is God obligated to heal you? Because this is where God is revealing himself as healer. This is where he's revealing himself in that way. But, but I want you to notice just a couple things here. The first thing, and this is one that we're going to talk about tomorrow uh, just a little bit, but it talks about the inheritance. He goes and he says, look, I'm going to go and, and plant you. So this is after, uh, this is in the Song of Moses, after uh, e Egyptian, the Egyptians chase after Israel, and of course God sends the Red Sea on them, and Moses is going and singing this song, and it's really a prophecy that he's going to go and lead them into uh, Canaan land, but it goes and he says he's going to go and plant them uh, on the mountain, and it talks about their inheritance there. And I just want to plant that in your mind a little bit, because we're going to be talking tomorrow about the inheritance of healing, the inheritance of healing, because I think that'll help understand this idea of the obligation, if God is obligated to heal. But today, I want to look at this concept here of the Lord revealing himself as healer in relation to this, but also notice in his promise to healing— he goes and he says this, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commands and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. What we need to understand first, if we're going to be answering this question, is the Lord obligated to heal us? And first of all, the simple answer is no, there is no obligation for God to heal us, but he is the healer. It's part of his nature. He wants to heal us. He wants to heal us. 
that there is a desire that God has for our healing to be in the original design that he has, but then he does go and he puts obligations on us. There are certain obligations that we have, and when we look at this concept, when he goes and he gives this, first of all, to Israel, when he reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha, he goes and he tells him, look, you have to obey my commands. You have to obey my commands. If you're not walking in obedience, then look, I am not going to heal you. But if you do walk in obedience, then I will heal you. There's going to be blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. It really goes and expounds upon this in Deuteronomy chapter 20. If you want to go and read that, it's it's quite the lengthy passage of Scripture, and so we're not going to be looking at that this uh, this morning. But I also want us to understand that there are obligations that we have as well. There, there are uh, certain things that he is telling us, they're conditions, not obligations, conditions to meet in order for God to heal us. So he will not heal us, or he doesn't have to heal us, if we do not meet these conditions. Uh, a lot of these conditions we've we've looked at so far in this series. These conditions are, you know, being attached to the people of God. The conditions are going and seeking after God, of course, living in obedience, not giving uh, room to sin in your life, having a prayer of faith, all these kinds of things. These are just a few of the conditions that we've touched upon. But all of these are conditions that we need for healing. But if we do meet these conditions— is the Lord obligated to heal us? Now, of course, the answer is no, he's not obligated to do anything from us, from what we do, but he does have obligations in order to keep the covenants that he makes. And I want to look a little bit closer into his nature as the Lord, our healer, and connecting that to the Lord, our Father, to our Father, Abba, Father. And so let's look at Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 through 11, and it says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children— how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Now, this is important to understand, because when we look at this idea of who God is as our healer, and of course, who God is as our Father, we come to understand something about God. God wants to give us gifts. He wants to go and to answer our prayers. He wants to go and to give us what we're seeking for. He wants to go and to open doors to us. Now, there are some people, of course, who abuse this, and they say, look, if you ask for anything, that's what you're going to get. And later on in the book of James, we find that you ask and you have not, or you have not because you ask not, but you ask and you have not because you ask amiss that you might use it on your own desires. In other words, here, your heart wasn't in line with God. And that, that's a big problem. So, of course, it is something that is has to be in line with God. Of course, this is easy to see when we look at that idea of God wanting to open doors for us. Well, he wants to open doors for us, but he doesn't want to open doors for us that are going to lead to our destruction. He doesn't want to open doors to us that are going to lead to our detriment. He wants to, lead, he wants to open doors to us that will lead to an abundant life, as Jesus says that he comes to give life and life more abundantly. 
And so we do need to go into understand that concept and to understand all of this in that kind of a way that God wants to go and to give gifts. And it doesn't, it's not that I'm asking for health from God. And so he goes, ah, I've got a good sickness right here for you. No, because that would be giving a stone when we're asking for bread. That'd be giving a stone when we're asking for bread. But we do look at this. We have conditions that we need to meet in order to be healed. But God is desiring to give and to give what is best for us. And he wants to give that. In fact, this is really put in, into place in James chapter 1, verse 17, where it tells us this, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or, or shadow of turning. And so we see here, God doesn't change. There's no variation. There's no shadow of turning with him. And every good gift comes down from God. I would definitely say that healing is a good gift by any measure and by every measure. And he gives good gifts and he wants to give good gifts to his children. It's in his nature both to heal and to give good gifts. And so when we put these two concepts together, is he obligated to give? Well, no, not if we're not meeting his conditions, but that is his desire to give. In fact, he's obligated to not give if we're not meeting his conditions. And so he goes and he gives when we're meeting his conditions, and there's an obligation on him based upon his nature. Now, we do need to understand something else about his nature, and this is something we're going to reach on probably in a, in a few days. I'm realizing here tomorrow if I talk about adoption that we're going to need a little bit more time to get to this next one, or the last one that I really want to touch on, and, and, but I'll just kind of touch on it briefly. And that is that because of sin nature, we all will die, save the rapture comes. We all will die because it's appointed for man to die once and after that judgment. And that appointment is because of sin, living in a sin-cursed world, and the fact that we are all sinners, and so therefore we, we do, we will die one day. And that means, of course, that we won't be healed, at least We'll have a prayer that's not answered in that sense on this earth, but one day, if you do believe in Jesus Christ, you will be resurrected and you will be ultimately healed. But if we're not to that appointed time yet, if we're not to that time that, that God has uh, allotted to us, then what does that mean? It means that there is healing that's open. And if we're meeting his conditions, he wants to heal us. It's who he is, and he wants to give good gifts to his children. So therefore, if we're meeting his conditions, we will have healing and we will receive healing from the Lord. Isn't that cool to think about? God is a father who gives good gifts, and God is a healer to those who meet his conditions. Well, thank you for listening today, and remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leads us, waiting for his hand to move. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing Sing like
see it, you can believe it, the work is already